Welcome to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Paxson. We're here talking all things Soulful Red Devils. This is a pop-up podcast from the Devil in the Detail this week. Me and Paul went to the Soulful Red Devils Supporters Trust uh, meeting in Wharton, British Legion. It was a fantastic night. Uh, Ian Blees and Josh Wood um, turned up and talked all things Soulful Red Devils. It was a great evening. Uh, We also had a chance to speak to Dave Campbell, uh, the person in charge at the Supporters Trust, and he had lots to say about what's going on. So we decided to put out a little pop-up podcast for yourself to get all the information for the Supporters Trust. So here's Dave telling us all about it now. So I'm joined by Dave Campbell, fresh from the uh, Sulphur Devil Supporters Trust night. Good night, this one. It was a good night, that mate, weren't it? Thanks for your help. Um, I saw Ian Blees um, and Josh Wood spoke really well tonight. Um, Ian was very candid, spoke to, uh, didn't swerve any questions, and was very open and honest about where we're at at the moment as a club. Um, and I thought Josh Wood spoke really well as well. Actually, got to find out a bit more about him and his background. It's great. It's great, mate. Been a, been a really good six months. Lots of positivity around the uh, the supporters trust. And you know, how far can we go with this? We've got to we've got to get to the point where every fan is a member of the supporters trust. Um, that's what that's my opinion anyway. Um, the more membership we've got, the more things we can do. Um, just looking back over the last six months, uh, you know, we've got our second supporters trust bus running this week in a different location. So um, by by Friday, our services will be covering um, about ten wards within the city: Barton, Boothtown, Claremont, Eccles, Lang. With it, Little Olsen, Walkden, Weast, Seedley, Winton, Worsley. So we're, we're covering all the city. That was one of the big things fans were saying to us when we kicked this off about getting to the stadium. We've put a, you can get on a bus now for a fiver return from Little Holton or from the pre, Salford Precinct. Um, you can also jump on the bus outside the games just one way, pay four quid and get home to, on our routes. Um, our first bus, you can just put your hand out and get on it at any bus stop. You can pay contactless, cash, you can buy your ticket online. Um, the RD2 that starts on Friday is dropping in at the Chill Factor as well, so you can park there if you want, go and have something to eat, park there and go to the game. I think that's about a quid or two quid or something to jump on. So really good value. So um, We've done the Supports Trust Travel. We've been putting events on like tonight. I think this is our maybe third or fourth Q&A. Um, we've also got um, an evening with Ian Watson, coming on the 15th of June we really need people to buy tickets for that um, yeah so we're just we're involved in so much and that's then without talking about stuff like um, you know the work we're doing with the club and directly you know Andy Rosler Ian Blees the foundation you know we're working directly with club representing fans and you know supporting the club through this you know period of time so yeah busy very busy yeah talking talk about the relationship with the club you know it's a good one obviously working with the club hoping that we can you know keep moving forward and keep developing mm-hmm. yes mate 
Um, for example, this uh, half community se- community ticket for the uh, sorry the community club season ticket for the juniors under 18s. Every player that's registered with a, a community club now can get themselves a season ticket at the end of the season. That's through dialogue between us, the supporters trust, the foundation, and the club all working together. So that's like a, a really good example of the kind of stuff we're involved with. So yeah, we we we, we want to get to a position in a couple of weeks where. Uh, we've announced as as uh, club fans and foundation a plan, one plan, all working in the same direction to you know raise the profile of club and and, and, and be you know be a success. So we're getting there, we're working hard, and uh, you know people just need to keep signing up, join the trust, and keep supporting what we're doing. I don't know how you feel, Dave, Rob. I mean, yesterday's disappointing result, but for me, coming here tonight, I was a bit deflated yesterday on my way home from, from Newcastle, but coming here tonight, I feel a lot more positive now. I mean, I was looking forward to Friday anyway, but I think tonight, I think Ian Blee spoke really well, and uh, it was a credit to the club, really, I thought, and, and Josh Wood, and I think the, the positive, the, I thought there was a positive mood at the end of that meeting there. I mean, throughout the meeting, there was a, there was a few moans and groans, weren't there? but at the end, I think everybody's gone home in a positive mood and looking forward to Friday, and you must feel that this meeting has been a success. This is it's been a really good success in my opinion because people fans could come and ask questions directly of Ian and Ian answered them openly and honestly we were talking about uh, player recruitment tonight he was very open and honest that he's trying to but he's explained sort of the landscape of the uh, you know the profile of of the club and sort of the landscape where we sit with other clubs and the, you know the challenges that he's facing so you know get yourself to one of these events come and find out and, and, and ask the questions um, the club and you know the club the supporters trust the foundation we know we've got to communicate better hopefully within the next couple of weeks we can do this again and we can we, we, we'll get Andy here as well Andy Rosler can come down as well um, and, and, and Andy will speak up very openly and honest I think what because we've spoke tonight what it does it gives um, it gives supporters the understanding behind decisions that are going on and if they understand where the clubs are really understand they can you know they're on side then if 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 you don't communicate that message well and 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 and, and fans don't know what's going on well then that's when you know people get disgruntled stop coming to the game uh, criticise but if they come in and ask open and honest questions and you get open and honest answers uh, you can understand why decisions are being made and, and it's just a, it's the climate we're in we're in this position now where you know we, we can't spell, spend the full cap uh, we've got a smaller squad in Super League and that's the reality of it but people have been able to ask that question tonight and they've got they've got the honest answer back so I think people will have left uh, you know a bit more sort of uh, enlightened to what's going on so yeah we've got to do more of this and we, we will do we, that's our plan we'll, we'll do this as regular as we can just going back to the rugby I asked Ian please before for a prediction he swerved it didn't he Rob he well, sort of went right round it but I'm going to ask you now Dave what's your prediction for Friday night for Friday win we're going to win we're going to bounce back from you, get, you win a meal if you get the score I'll tell you what if, if this team was getting bigger and bigger here we've got Ian Lee you got Dave on it as well you've got to get a score right there, haven't we? what you want a score prediction you want a score oh, prediction right, off your day wow um, uh, 2010 to us 
2010. So Alfred, sounds like a, a good win. Big thanks for time. So is anything, anything bigger, big events to come that you want the, the listeners to know about? Yeah, we just need you to come to an evening with Adrian Marler. There's an interview on our website that Paul did for us. Paul met with him about a week or so back. Adrian is a Salford lad, great character. Uh, he's going to tell us his story. We've got a comedian on, a nice three-course dinner, um, or a tea if you're from Salford. Uh, in, at Beulah, right, right in the centre of the city. Come down, let's have a good night, um, and let's fill the place. And then the more people that come and buy tickets, the more of this, more good stuff we can do with the money. We're putting it back into uh, the club, the development of the club. That's what we're... That's what we're doing. So we need you to support these events. We need you to get on those support trust buses. We need you to sign up to the trust. We need you to come to the evening with Adrian Marley. It'll be a good night. So please, people, just get yourself a ticket sorted. And the telephone number is... Here's Debbie McGee with the telephone number. Uh, yeah, you can get hold of Dennis Riley on 07922-413-276. Or you can just email us at events dot salford rlfc st at gmail.com and it's all on our website everything's on there that you need see you on the 15th of june yeah talking about that the uh, adrian mall interview i've flipped the last 10 minutes of that where you talk about salford and the actual uh, uh, event and this is what you have to say Right, I'm delighted to say I'm with Adrian Marley, sat outside in the sunshine, rugby league legend, enforcer, hard man. There's, there's a lot of names we can use to, to introduce you, Adrian, but how are you doing? No, I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Um, yeah, it's not, not often we get sun like this, so it's nice to sit in the sun and have a, have a chat, but um, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm, uh, I've actually, uh, I've left rugby league, well, not, not totally left it, but um, I was involved at coaching it. Uh, over in at Leeds last year, and the, the role was alright, but just to travel every day from from Salford wasn't great. And we got a young family, wasn't seeing them much at weekends and whatnot. So I just thought, you know what, I'm gonna have a gonna have a change. So that's why we're here. This is our office. Uh, work for um, the best mate's got a company, Frameworks Recruitment. So um, I'm involved in in um, in that line of work now, but I'm still involved a little bit with the rugby league because uh, I told them what I was gonna do, and they said. Um, we don't want to lose you totally to the sport and they said, you know, we'll send you on so many promotions and appearances throughout the year, you know, Challenge Cup, etc. But they said, what do you think about the judiciary? And I thought it was uh, taking the mickey. I said, uh, I don't think much of it really. I've had a few uh, issues with it myself. Well, they said, uh, it takes a thief to catch a thief. How, how do you feel about coming working for the judiciary? And, um, would you not be letting them all off though and say no that was alright <laughs> well yeah 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 well uh, or I could I could ban them for not actually doing uh, not doing them either not, not, not doing them uh, breaking the nose but uh, but it's, it's something I've, I've obviously been involved with throughout my career but it's fascinating you know to see uh, you know I'll be listening to them state their case whether they think they're innocent or guilty but um, you know as I said I thought it was a bit Ironic. He was asking me, but there's a number of ex-players on the um, on the panel, mainly forwards, because you know the forwards used to get involved with the 
the dark side of the sport more than the more than the back. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm doing that at the moment as well. Players will be rubbing their hands. Are they going to get away with murder? Hey, well, uh, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, do as I say, don't do as I do. So, so how did you how did you come about into rugby? Your brother Chris is older than you, Chris Morley, and he, he, he played, is. didn't he, as well? Um, it was your junior club when it all started. Uh, cool. So I, I didn't I didn't play. Rugby. I used to play football first. Uh, and in fact, the lad who's my boss now, we we met playing for Seedley FC. Um, football, so I played that. I went until I got to high school. That's when they played rugby league as well. And um, so I put my name down for the because I got two older brothers, Chris and Steve. They both played. I knew they loved it, so I put my name down for the rugby team. And it was one of them. As soon as I had my first game, I knew this was the, the sport for me. Then and joined the club Eccles, and then it, it just went from there really. But we wasn't. We weren't particularly good Eccles, but as the years went on and on, we got better and better. You know, when we used to play against the teams from Saints and Wigan, who'd been playing since they were, you know, seven, six, and seven year old, we used to get a, a good hiding. But as we got better and better, um, we, we, we was a match for him, and we, we had a, we had a good side. In fact, when all the best players signed, like it was quite vintage in terms of the talent. There was Sean Long. Kieran Cunningham, Paul Schoolthorpe, and when you played against them, you knew they were going to, you know, they were going to go to the very top of that, and they, they, they proved me right. But, but I, I wasn't like that. I, you know, didn't make any of the the rep sides, uh, all the best play side. But then we had to have another year under 18s, and then suddenly we were the we were the best side in the in the northwest. Uh, we had a player called Nathan McAvoy, who, you know, everyone's heard of. He went on to have a good professional career. He was our best player. So all the scouts were coming down looking at Nathan, but that gave the rest of us a chance to show what we could do. And um, I remember uh, under 18s, I made my first reps. I played for Lancashire, then, then played for, for Great Britain, Barla. And then I was getting a bit of interest, and I, I'd had an offer from Lee and an offer from Swinton. Um, so I, I was just delighted to be yeah. to be offered a professional contract, but I wanted to sign for Salford really. That was me, uh, you know. I was a massive Salford fan, but we played a we played a Lancashire Cup final against Blackbrook. Uh, it was at the Willows, so I thought now's my chance to show Salford what I can do. I played well, scored a try, and uh, but it was the the lead scout come in the change room said, Adrian, we've come looking at McAvoy, but we like what we're seeing you. We want to sign you, so you know. I had an offer from Swinton or an offer from Leeds. It wasn't a, wasn't a tough decision, really. It was, um, you know, because at the time, apart from the great Wigan side, Leeds were the, the second yeah. best team in the land. So that's how I ended up signing professional and, you know, going to the to the wrong counter. But out of that team, five of us signed pro. Um, four went to Salford, and I went to Leeds. But out of all five of us, I was probably the biggest Salford fan. I used to live 100 metres from the Willows yeah, and. Yeah. Um, you know, used to go uh, Thursday night. Used to go to the A team game Saturday afternoon. Watch the academy, and then Sunday, Sunday the first team. But, uh, but yeah, that's just the way, it, just the way it went, really. When you finished at Warrington, was the Salford move inevitable then, or was it other sides that were casing round? No, no, it was, it was. Uh, you know, Marwan, uh, he, he rang me uh, throughout that year because I, I was really happy at, uh, at Warrington. You know, I was captain, was making these major finals, but but when I spoke to Marwan, I just I just felt, you know, being a Salford lad, still a Salford fan, if I didn't represent my own town, it probably would feel a bit incomplete, my, my, my career. And, you know, and Marwan said, no, we, we're going to sign not just yourself, we're going to sign 
uh, X, Y, and Z, and we're, we're going to make you a force to be reckoned with. And I just thought, you know, it's too good an opportunity, you know, to to, to not finish my career uh, in my hometown. And um, yeah, so so I did that. Played played my final game at, at, at Warrington, but I didn't speak to anyone else. So that was just uh, where I wanted to go. When I, I spoke to Simon Moran, and he, he understood my uh, reasoning. Um, you know, he wanted to, to stay. You know, he did say uh, so. As if he got rid of me, I had nowhere else to go. So that's after I found Salford, which you know, it's a nice position to be in, where uh, you know the the uh, the current club still wants you in there, but it was my uh, my decision ultimately. Did you enjoy your time at Salford? It was quite. What's the word I'm looking for? It didn't really work out, did it? That there was big signings. The team sort of struggled, but. <laughs> Do you feel anything could have gone different? Do you have any regrets about that time there? No, no, no regrets. Very few regrets throughout my career. Um, no, it, it was still, even though we underachieved for the squad we had, uh, it was no less special for me, you know, wearing the, the training gear and Salford gear and wearing the, the badge on a, on, a, on a Sunday afternoon. It was uh, it was great, but it would have been nice to uh, be a bit more competitive, but, you know, that, that, that just wasn't, wasn't the... Uh, wasn't the way it went. Um, I would have liked to have uh, been involved in a few of them signings. You know, yeah. I think there was a, a little bit something wrong with the culture. You know, there was a few players who were signed who probably weren't team players who we could have signed players with a bit less talent. But did uh, you find it a bit frustrating yourself when you was there? A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. But as I say, it was it was great. You know, great. Uh, you can only go out and do your job, can't you? To the best of your ability, you can't. Yeah, you know, sort of get other players to do it, can you? Of course, you, of course you can't. But uh, but no, it's still uh, still enjoyable and still um, a nice nice finish to the career. Did you think about playing on? or was that it for you at the end? It was at the end of 2015 you finished? Yeah. Didn't you? Uh, well, actually, uh, you went and played for Leeds, didn't you? You played a game there, yeah, didn't I did, you? Against did. New Zealand. Well, uh, Ian Watson, who, who actually was in the me Eccles side when I was a kid, he, he he wanted me to play on. You know, he said you're a great influence around the place and. Because uh, I was still doing really well fitness-wise, I, uh, you know, I had it in my head all my career. As soon as these youngsters start beating me in the fitness drills, I'll just call it a day. But I was still fit, and I was still. Do you still keep fit now? Because you're looking yeah. in decent shape. Yeah, yeah. no, I still, still keep fit now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so I was still. But I knew in me in my heart of hearts, I knew my performances yeah. were, were, were dipping, and uh, I thought, uh, you know, do do I want to go on for another year and you know make a bit of a not 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 myself, but just I don't I didn't want to not be able to do my job. Go out at the right yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so, but I was debating, and uh, anyway, but the the I got uh, I played Bradford in the middle eights, and I got a whack on my neck, and all my neck went numb, all my arm went numb. I was on the floor, and I just thought, you know what, I don't don't need this anymore. So that you know that that I was I was still debating, but that whack, thankfully, it was all right. But uh, that that. Made my decision for me really, so, so I announced my retirement, and um, it was lovely. It was it coincided with um, I had my third kidder um, the week leading up to my final home game, and they, they made a fuss on the pitch. They got a, a couple of Salford legends. There was um, the artist Harold Riley, um, gives a presentation, and Chris Esketh, the ex Salford uh, and Great Britain captain, was there, and it was it was nice. Um, and then the following week, I played my final club game. That was away at OKR, but that, and that was lovely. And after the game, there was a, a lot of the OKR fans yeah. were singing, and uh, you know, I don't mind admitting it was 
emotional. But then I got a phone call off uh, of Gary Etherington saying, um, you know, Leeds are going to play against the Kiwis in the as a warm-up game for the for the Four Nations. Do you want to do you want to play? And I thought, what a, what a wonderful gesture, yeah. you know, where uh, to, to finish where it started more than 20 years before, and uh, you know, really pleased that. Especially after he'd knocked you back a few times. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, no, that was, uh, yeah, normally I get off the phone thinking, you, yeah. can you swear on this? <laughs> you, you, you uh, anyway, but, uh, but yeah, so it was, it was nice and um, the game was, was great. There was 20,000 people there at Headingley yeah. and, uh, yeah, it was a great, great way to finish. So uh, that was me, my final ever, ever game of rugby league. You went into coaching then, didn't you, as you were saying before at the start. Do you miss being involved in rugby league now, Ari? You look quite happy in yourself in doing what you're doing. You're enjoying it. Do you know what? I still love the sport and, um, you know, I'd miss some players and I'd advise any kiddie or you know, blog to get into it but just at this stage of my life I'm, I'm happy not being involved just because I get my weekends back and um, it's an important time for your kids as well is, I suppose yeah, though, so I've only got a young, you know, young family and um, you know my weekends are my own and we went on holiday just going to Easter and uh, no matter what level you're involved in your rugby league you just can't go away at Easter so uh, we went away then just the wife and I are going away for a couple of days in a couple of weeks so just Family-wise, we've got a lot more flexibility, and um, you know, enjoying working with my mate, and just get me foot in the door a little bit with the sport. But I'm happy not being involved with uh, with the club. In fact, I went to um, first game of the season, Warrington Leeds, and I just watched it as a fan. You know, didn't have yeah. a job to do, yeah. and I sat down, had a few beers, and I just thought, this is this is the way to to watch rugby league, not panicking or you know, worried about anything on the on the sideline. So, so to be to be fair. A lot of my rugby mates are saying, you're just doing this as a stopgap, you're going to get back into the league, but it's probably gone the other way, thinking, yeah. you know, I can't think, uh, you know, I, I, will, I will get back into it. I suppose you can't really plan something like that, you just take each day as it comes, don't you? Yeah, you enjoy do. enjoy you your do. family time, your kids are only young once, aren't they? And exactly. if you can enjoy your time with them now, that's, that's the main thing now, I suppose, because exactly. you've, you've done your time in rugby league, haven't you? So. Yeah, no, you're right, and, uh, you know, that coaching, it, it consumes you really, you've got to be, you know, 24 7, you've got to think about yeah. it, and, yeah. um, you know, with with the young family, I'd, yeah. I'd rather rather spend spend a bit more time with them. So, uh, no, it's good. At, you know, five o'clock on a Friday, turn my phone off and yeah. don't need to put it back on till Monday morning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the minute I'm uh, I'm just uh, just enjoying it. And you're getting involved with the Salford RLFC Supporters Trust now. Uh, you yeah. tell us about that. It's the 15th of June, I think it is. I hope I've got the date right. And it's at Beulah Park, and you're doing a sportsman's dinner. I am. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know. I mean, a lot, a lot of the stuff we touched on now, I'll, I'll be, I'll be speaking about. But I've been doing it a couple of years now. Uh, Save your funny stories for that. For right, the, for right, the sports okay, right, Don't tell okay, me them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, but yeah, it's something. Uh, you know, I don't, I didn't think I'd get into it really because I was never, you know, naturally uh, a, a storyteller or anything like that. But you know, playing with someone like Barry McDermott, he was, you know, a larger than life character. He was always going to be a. Afternoon speaker, but have you first, done it before? Afternoon yeah, speaker. yeah. Well, the first couple I did, I was that nervous. I just thought, you know what, I'm not doing this. It's not worth it. You know, I don't, don't didn't enjoy it. But then, you know, my mate said, look, look, just persevere with it because um, I, I didn't have a, a script. We just used to do a Q and A with my mate, and uh, and he said, if you're going to start doing, you know, you need to just, you know, the questions I've asked you, just answer them without me asking the question. And you know, if you can talk for half an hour, but so I, I, I stuck with it and. I don't say I won't say 
I, I really enjoying it now, but I'm a lot less nervous now. And mm. you know, when I've finished, it's great. You can have a few beers with the people there and get to speak to a few rugby-minded people. So, uh, so it's, it's, it's good. In fact, it's gone it's gone really well now. I've got uh, a couple of months now for the next uh, six months or so. But uh, but it's good. You know, word, word of mouth and it must be must be half decent if. Uh, you know, get, getting a bit more interest. Certainly, certainly. I'm really looking forward to that, Nate, Adrian. Thanks very much for talking to me today. I've really enjoyed it. I'm just going to ask you one thing, though. If you could sum up your life in rugby league in one sentence, what would it be? Uh, oh. I should have told you that before. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, blessed, really. You know, for someone who you know didn't have a great deal of talent um, for where it took me around the world and met wonderful people, earned a living and you know, lasted for 20 years. I just feel uh, very blessed. Thanks very much for speaking to us, Adrian. Brilliant, that. Thank pleasure. you. So that was uh, Adrian Marley talking about Salford and the uh, the sportsman's dinner coming up. Uh, Dave, big thanks for talking to us on the Devil in the Detail this week and, uh, you know, hopefully lots of positive stuff to come. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for your support with everything we do. Thanks for your match reports, reviews, the show week. It's brilliant. Keep up the good work. See you on Friday. So, that was uh, Dave Campbell from the Salford RLFC supporters trust. They're doing a fantastic job um, promoting the game and promoting the uh, the fans' needs. If you want to get involved with the uh, supporters trust, you can find them on Facebook at, at Salford RLFC ST and on Twitter at Salford RLFC underscore ST. So, it's a fantastic thing that's going on and I think all Salford fans uh, should, be, should be getting involved in that because uh, it's only going to grow bigger and bigger and better and better. So that was the end of this pop-up podcast from The Devil of Detail. I've been Rob Parkinson and uh, we'll see you next week.